Crew Pros, your single source for high-quality, affordable home services. If you are remodeling, repairing, or replacing, Crew Pros are the professionals that can do the job no matter the size. If you are thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bath, needing a new HVAC system, plumbing repairs, flooring, or a complete roof replacement, call Crew Pros. Crew Pros, proud sponsor of the Grizz 901 Podcast. And I'm thankful for this this guy who tweeted and said I don't have that fire in my eye no more. That game right there was for him. That's what I do. I fool people wrong each and every night, and that's for him right there. Hi, this is Tom Izzo at Michigan State, and you're listening to Grizz 901. What? is up grizz nation we are back for another episode of grizz 901 where we are presented by our guys zach jaworski state farm where they treat you like family they can be your provider they're my provider all right that's my sexy voice i am your host daniel greer today we have with us one of our writers over at grizz lead he is also on the podcast of the no bluffing crew uh, I, I like saying that because we know it's a podcast he's luke what's up <laughs> i'm good brother i'm good that sexy voice was nice i wasn't ready for that Co- coming in hot with that it was good <laughs> that's my that's my drinking voice all right so uh we're, <laughs> we're coming off of a big win over the 76ers 117 to 109 uh great game honestly it was a dominant game by our guy steven adams and uh, that's going to be the title of the show, Stephen Adams' Dominance and then the Block Panther. You can't leave out the Block Panther because whatever happened, St- I-, I think, honestly, I think Joel Embiid was shocked. He's got two hands, he's in the goal, and then it just gets pulled out. It's crazy. Man, his, his face of him hanging there for like five seconds just when he realizes what's going on and he proceeds to hang there and just look sad. It's just a great way to end the game. <laughs> just sad. I love it. Um, all right, Luke, let's go ahead and get into you a little bit about uh, what you liked or didn't like about the game, anything that you saw, and then we'll kind of um, we'll, we'll go that direction. We'll just kind of fly by the seat of our pants as I like to do the most. Yeah, I mean, going off the title of the episode, like I just loved how uh, both Jaron and Steven Adams and to a degree Santi, I mean, like they had – yeah, eight or nine blocks big. between the between the three of them, man. They like the three of them were just huge tonight, and they didn't let. I mean, Embiid scored, but it didn't feel like he had a dominant. I mean, he didn't have a dominant game. It didn't really feel like he was there. He was he was scoring, but he was the only person scoring for their team. Nobody else could get anywhere near the basket. Yeah, that was the thing. Is like uh, I, I think in this game, having a Joel Embiid dominate. It's fine because the thing is he's shooting twos for the most part. Like he is going to be a guy who's, who's going to get his shots because he's a seven footer who is just a freaking unicorn in a sense. He's the biggest player on the court. He's potentially one of the top five athletic people on the court. He's going to get what he wants. Like that's just the Mm -hmm. truth. And so at that point, you know that he's going to get his points and he's going to do his thing. As long as you don't let anyone else beat you. And honestly, in a flurry because Tobias Harris, he can kind of get off in a flurry. Shake Milton can get off in a flurry. Nobody else got into a rhythm other than Tobias Harris for a short stint. And at that point, they literally, I think they froze him out, which is, which is weird that you freeze out your own guy. Who's your second best player on the team. I don't know, but he scoreless I, I don't, in the fourth, right? He was, I'm pretty sure he was scoreless. He didn't have but like one shot early on. It, it was so it's confusing is what it is. Uh, but when you have that happen, like honestly, like I don't, I don't, like I'm okay with him. If you want to go for 30, Joel Embiid, that's fine. He's not going to just completely flip the game on its head. Somebody who can fill it up from deep, but also, honestly, somebody like Ja who can get the crowd behind him. Like Joel Embiid is fine, but he can't really get the crowd behind him like a small guard can. That's just the truth with all you know with with the fanship. That's just how it is. Yeah, it's it's like him pulling back and taking those two, it reminds me of, uh, I love DeMar DeRozan, but he's not the most inspiring of guys to like rally behind, you know, yeah. like that, that same, he's going to get his, 
he's going to get his buckets, you know, but, but like, he's not going to energize the crowd at all. Yeah. So remember the new Orleans game. Okay. Brandon Ingram, great player. He doesn't ignite the crowd, but who does? Zion. CJ McCollum and Zion, oh, yeah. Zion as well. But CJ McCollum was in the corner, you know, throwing it up to the crowd, getting everybody hyped. That's the difference. That's what Joel Embiid doesn't have, but that's also what the 76ers right now don't have. They don't have somebody that can get the crowd, get the momentum going behind them. And I think that's really the biggest thing. And so, yeah, fill it up all you want. Go crazy, Joel Embiid. I'm not saying he's not a great player. He's one of the best players in the game, but he doesn't flip the game on its head like a guy like Ja can. Um, just looking back at the box score, like you were talking about, this, the stocks were just crazy for this team tonight. Uh, Let's go through the um, through the blocks. And why can I not find them? Here they are. Um, so, Jaron had four and Steven had three. That and, and you talked about Santi Adama as well with another three. Like, mm-hmm. like when you have that, dude, that's ten blocks on a game. And then you want to go for steals. And then you have another four. Dude, the guys played their butts off tonight in, in, the, in those categories. Yeah. Well, and, and I think they needed to after whatever we watched against the Timberwolves. You know, like if they didn't come out, it I would have been more worried if if we won tonight, but it wasn't in the dominant fashion. I would have been much more worried. But like we, the guys hooped tonight. They showed up and they hooped. Yeah, they hooped. So wide of you. They hooped. <laughs> hey, look at me. Look, look at me. What do you? What do you? Look, uh, what do you want? <laughs> Almost. Had I, a love I, love <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. Um, yeah, tonight was a good night. I, and I even said this, and I don't remember where I said it, but I did say that they should be uh, a little embarrassed. And I don't know if that was in our text chain or not, but I felt like they should be a little bit embarrassed. And honestly, like the talk was, are they really that embarrassed? Because they seem to be more mad at the refs than they were embarrassed at their play. But nothing, nothing, I promise you, nothing is better than, than your coach showing you on film what you look like. And what you look like... When you see your film, when you play back, and I've, and I've had this to myself in my life, when a coach shows you your film and you see it and your boys are beside you, we all know, we're all thinking the same thing. Like, I look like an idiot. And that's really, I guarantee, the film shows. And then once that film shows, that's why you saw Ja come out like he had his butt on fire tonight. And that's really what it came down to. Um, he's one of the leading first quarter scorers. He's one of the leading fourth quarter scorers, and that's for a reason. He starts it off, gets the flow going, and then he finishes off. And that and that's that's big. And that's mainly from him having a little bit of ump or it, whatever you want to consider it might be. Uh, but I think that Ja had a good night starting off the, the night, honestly, uh, from the first quarter. Uh, even though they lost the first quarter, which was weird to me, and I think it was just a the flip when I think they went up five to two, I think it was. And then it flipped back on them 10 to 5. And then at that point, they were playing catch up. Uh, but that second quarter was honestly the biggest second quarter that we could have had. Um, and what do you know? The bench. How big the was bench, the bench man. for you tonight? <laughs> the, the bench, man. Like, well, and, and I, I tweeted earlier, like, Dylan leading the bench. Something about mm. that lineup. Like, like where it, I think he was the first starter that coach put with the bench. And it, they – they yeah. all showed up like we, we mentioned Santi earlier, but Roddy, man, Roddy has been playing with, and I've been a huge LaRavia stand for a while, but the past couple games, Roddy's confidence has been there. He's, he's making smarter plays, smarter passes. Like it's he had that one pass. Him. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know if he's feeding off the, I mean, the, the bench was just great all around the night. I mean, we, I don't even feel it's not fair to compare our bench to their bench because their bench was just absolute trash. Yeah, a lot, a lot of their bench guys are actually starting for them right now, and that and that's the problem that you have with majority of uh, of an NBA season. Uh, one game out of eighty two, or honestly, like a you know a twelve game uh, deal, like a sample size that you might have is because a lot of it is because of injuries, and you're you're having a guy like Deanthe Melton and even Shake Milton. They're both starting. This team with Maxi and this team with Harden, and then you have a D'Anthony Melton, and then you have a Shake Milton coming off the bench, is a totally different team. And that's why I yeah. did not worry about uh, what this team was because you're having um, 
what's his name? Ferkman, Korkmaz, whatever, whatever his name is. When is if he's playing, <laughs> yeah, you're 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 in trouble. Let's just be honest. Um, the name just says you're in trouble, let alone the way he looks like when he plays. So no, I, I just um I thought our bench did a really good job tonight. Uh Santi, which I saw uh kind of in my film study that I did, and I did more tonight than I had probably in the past, just because I want to see a little bit of what uh MB can do without a harden, without a true number two, because Tobias Harris is a number two. But without a true number two, I want to see how he would be on offense. And then really tonight played out exactly how I thought it would, uh, as well as the defense. Uh, they went to that zone a little bit, and they played a lot of zone uh, when they were playing against the Hawks. So I saw that already. Um, but what happened is, is when they were playing the Hawks, Trey Young can get into the paint. But what Trey Young likes to do is hit the floater. The difference yeah. is, is Ja can hit the floater. But what he can do is he can also hammer on your head or can get to the, uh, the, to the layup, uh, and that's either hand. That's not the same as Trey. Trey wants to get to that one spot, and they knew that. And that's why they ended up, if you look at that game, the second half, they took that away a little bit more, and they were able to dominate the game and actually take and come up for a win. So that's when I was just looking at the, the, the game. There's no way that you can take that away from Ja, because if you take away his floater, he's going to get to the rim. If you take away the rim, he's going to hit the floater. And if you take away all that, guess what? Steve-O is by himself picking his boogers. He's, he's waiting for the ball, trying to dunk. Um, and so that's why I felt confident. Um, if you look at our Grizzly player watch, uh, we went three and one tonight again. So uh, a little pat myself on the back. Um, we were one rebound away from a John Conchar rebound from a sweep. Would have been a beautiful night. Uh, but it is what it is. But, yeah, I just thought that um, the game all in a sense played out exactly how I thought it would. And I thought that the the Grizzlies really dominated, but mainly it was Stephen Adams that dominated. Um, you know, all the the entire night, the entire game, especially uh, what was it that third quarter when he just kind of just went crazy, man. It was great. Uh, Embiid, it looked like Embiid just wasn't used to someone that was stronger than him. Like he seemed just like he. I don't know. I mean, because Stephen Adams, every time they show them on the court, like. Steven Adams was just like glued to his hip, just like chugging, chugging behind him, just like jogging. And Embiid just looked so annoyed, like the entire, entire game. And I, I, I just, I don't, I don't, I'm not accustomed to expect that type of alpha dog mentality (laughs) from Steve-O all the time. You know, it's just like, I mean, he was slamming dunks. It's just, I'm not used to that tonight. I don't know if, Embiid said something to him before the game, but like he he felt like just the alpha that I'm not used to seeing from him tonight. Well, I think he knew. Um, honestly, it's Joel Embiid. He's more of a finesse player, even though he is probably the biggest guy on the floor. He's more of a finesse player, and against a guy like Stephen Adams, I think he's going to even lean to be more finesse than normal uh, for the simple fact that he wants to get. Um, I guess his shots when he wants, he wants to do what he wants, honestly, but he wants to do it out on the perimeter more than in the interior uh, at the rim. So you can't really do that against Steve-O. And so I think he kind of was leaning towards that uh, even more than normal. And so at that point, like, yes, you probably do get more annoyed. And Steven, you know, just like anything else, just like a little, like a, like a sibling, right? When they know something bothers you, what do they do? They just lean into it even more. <sighs> I'm the oldest of six, man. Like I, I, that's you do the story it. of my life. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, dude, you kidding? <laughs> I made a living doing that growing up. <laughs> exactly. And so that's pretty much what he was doing is he, he knew that he did not want to be bullied around. He knew that he didn't want certain things done. And that's why even, even though Steve-O loves to get the rebound on a free throw or be down there in the free throw and then B does not and B leaves on their, on their shots. He went ahead and left with him and stayed with him. And for the simple fact, he wanted to trail him because it's a mental thing. It's not about anything else. He's just sticking with him and showing him that, hey, I'm here and I'm not going to leave you and you're not going anywhere. And that honestly, it's more annoying than anything else. It's just it's just mind games, honestly. Well, and when when you're the only really the only offensive option on your team, like I, 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 I can't imagine 
just getting so dejected as the game goes on. I mean, Embiid hanging from the rim at the end of the game after getting that shot blocked is just the perfect encapsulation of his game for me. Yeah. Um, Like like a sad, dejected, good game. Well, it's just like you're so close and you're just like, ah, well. Yeah. yeah. That sucked. Um, Almost went in. Yeah. All right. So uh, looking at these stats, honestly, um, if you look at uh, the bench unit, they were all – all negatives um and the plus minus which was which was nice to see um and then their 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 starters did okay uh nothing crazy shake melt was minus 15 he didn't play well tonight at all even though he had 17 points um and the grizzlies if you look at those four of the five outside of dylan brooks which is it's still so crazy that he has he continues to have plus numbers and whether you want to say that he deserves Every it or not. That, that's, that's another story. I don't want to dig into why he's plus minus and why the others are not, whatever. But are not bench, mathematicians. <laughs> yeah, our bench. Brandon Clark, who did not play well, 14 minutes. It was still a positive nine. Roddy was 16. Tyus, who did not play well, was a positive 12. And then Santi, who did play well, was a positive 10. So 10. Um, it, it's crazy to look at that. And what you see the most is that the bench is coming together more. Santi's now been on the bench unit for, uh, I want to say, majority of the Bane, uh, the games away that he's had, which has given him a little bit of flow uh, with that with that different unit. Uh, but also you're kind of seeing more and more of them figuring out, like, hey, we do need a creator, which is going to be Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks is kind of sliding yep. into that creator spot. I'm curious how it works out um, whenever we get to having Bane back. Do we see Bain slide back into his normal role where he's being the creator for the second unit? Um, and that way uh, we can allow, you know, Brooks to flow with the whoever the best player is and guard them. And I think that's how it's going to go. And tonight there is no best player to guard. Who's, who's he, no. who's he going to sub in and out with Tobias Harris? No, he's just, I think tonight was just a, a, a night where they don't have an alpha outside of Embiid. Yeah, and they have to the, the the plus and minus like the lineups with Bain leading the bench unit. Those those were out of this world. Like that that's what they're gonna have to do when he's back. I, I mean, I although the, the like consecutive games that Brooks has had with assist have been really really nice to see, and like him, you know, creating more for this bench unit has been fun. But I, I just think Bain's better at it, better at all of it. <laughs> Yeah, you need more. You need somebody that can be more offensive minded, but also somebody who you can lean on to a little bit. And we trust that he, the the shots he takes compared to Dylan, even though Dylan's played with himself lately. Uh, I'll give him his flowers as of now, uh, but I will take them back once uh, he gets paid because that'll be a sad day, unfortunately. Uh, so don't, <laughs> don't, don't take it up against Dylan to get his money. I just want it to be 15 or less. If it's more than 15, I'll be a little yeah. upset. A little upset. Same. Uh, yeah. All right. So, uh, anything else you have on this game? I don't want to spend too much time. Uh, the Grizzlies were, you know, they're now 13 and nine, uh, coming out of that game. Um, and they're about to head out to Portland for a one, one game stand just to come back home again. And so a little back and forth, which is, uh, probably has to be annoying for the guys, but, uh, anything else that you saw on that game? Um, it was, uh, I was pleased with, I mean, we shot what seventy percent, almost seventy nine percent from free throw. That's yeah, better. You know, that's that's nice to see. You know, because you look at we've been below seventy. I, I think we're. I mean, I, this exclude excluding this this game. I think we've been below seventy for the year, and that's going to cost us close games, and it's definitely going to cost us games in the playoffs. So it's nice to see them tightening up on that. Um. I didn't see Steve-O close his eye tonight. I was looking for it after you – I had it, I was looking for it the entire game, and I didn't see it. Did they show it when him doing it, or did he have well, them both so, open? So, well, the, the, the one time the camera was on him, it kind of like – his hand went up to cover his eye. I couldn't really get a good look at it, but that's all that I'm paying attention to. And <laughs> once you said that, I can't, I can't unsee it. <laughs> And he does. He, he he closes one eye, and I don't know if that's what he's going to do from here on out, but I know that's what he went to. And that's why he's shooting 50% right now. Like, yep. whatever well, – I don't care what he does. It's working. He can, use only, he can use his left hand for a lot of care. I don't care what he does as long as he – He can close both eyes. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, all right, so yeah, no, nothing crazy on this game. Uh, just one game against a team that I expect us to win against. Uh, had a good night overall. Um, it, it just kind of the way the game flowed. I thought it went the way I thought it would go in the end. And so um, good win um, out of everybody, honestly, and good, you know, and good game out of everybody. Uh, let's get into some of our stuff real quick before we get into predictions for the next game. Uh, some merch. If you want to buy some Grizz and I want to merch, go to grindcitydesigns.com backslash Grizz901. Uh, go check it out. Uh, I do not have uh, – I don't have one. All I have is uh, all my homies hate Dan Dockage. So if you're a college fan, um, you probably hate Dan Dockage too because he sucks. Um, our Grizzly <laughs> player watch. Uh, went three and one tonight. We're now 49 32 in the season, putting that up about an hour or two for the game. So make sure you go check it out. Uh, if you enjoy betting, just go ahead and hit that up. But we're doing four players a night, um, on each game, and so it's been pretty good. 49 32 is not a bad record, I'll take it. Um, and then our presenting sponsor, Zach Jaworski State Farm. Uh, he is my provider, he can be your provider. I actually talked to him this week or last week, I guess. Uh, just kind of checking up on everything. Uh, but yeah, if you have any kind of needs at all, whether it be, you know, automobile, medical, you know, insurance, house, mortgage, whatever you have, go give him a call. I promise you he's uh, he's a good guy. Their team is really good. So uh, they might be able to save you money. Uh, it's worth the phone call at least. So go give him a call. 901-459-4227 at ZachInsuresMemphis.com. Z-A-C-H, ZachInsuresMemphis.com. That's Zach Jaworski, State Farm. All right. Let's get to uh, some game predictions real quick. Um, what we do is we have we have two games that are coming up, okay? It's a back-to-back. A little tricky, right? So the first game is going to yeah. be the Pistons on the road. But then they have to come back home. So they play the Pistons at 5, okay, on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Hop back on the jet, get back home, yeah. and play the, the Heat on Monday at 7. Okay, give me your overall thoughts on this. First, besides the schedule, the scheduling is stupid. Give me your overall thoughts. Very stupid. Very stupid. Um, is Jimmy is is Jimmy back? It that I don't know. I know he's been out. I know that he's been rumored to come back. I just don't know if he is. I, I honestly, I've not. I've not looked that far. I haven't looked farther than the 76ers. One game at a time, Bill Belichick. Sorry, sorry. Um, I, I feel, I feel. So, barring a, you know, like a sequel of game from last night, I oh, feel pretty God. confident of, about. Like, I feel pretty confident about the. I feel pretty confident about that Pistons game, but I don't want. I, I feel like we can rest some guys and still win both those games because you know Miami is not playing good ball right now. Yeah, well, funny you say that. Is Jimmy Butler is back? Oh yeah. Uh, so he, in that case, <laughs> he returned tonight. Uh, went off for twenty five points and fifteen rebounds, uh, which is a um, big night. Uh, and they oh. beat in overtime. They beat the Celtics, and so um, they oh. played tonight. I don't know if you know what their next game is. Oh, it's the Grizzlies. Yeah, that's cool. So uh, <laughs> they have a couple of days off. So they get a couple Grizzlies. days off. <laughs> Yeah, so he just came back. They're gonna have a couple of days off for sure, and then uh, he—I would imagine—he's gonna play again. And so the next game is those. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. be nice. Um, so I'm curious exactly what the Grizzlies do. I, I would imagine they're gonna play everybody. I don't—I don't expect Zaire to be back yet. He just started working on his five, you know, five on five. five, on five. Uh, they said Bain's gonna be, um, you know, looked at in about a week. Uh, again, I—I I think if they wanted to have Bain play, I think he could. But yeah. I think being a little bit more careful is probably the smartest thing to do, especially with a guy like Desmond. Um, but I, I think that uh, we're not going to have any extra help uh, with these two games. So would you be happy with a split? Yes. Just barring who cares which one you lose? A split you're okay with? I'm okay with a split. Um, I think with that just – with that sort of – awful scheduling you know with that awful kind of yeah hand that we were dealt with scheduling if you can win one of those games i'm not like what that's almost two and 24 hours or what is that 26 that's hours le- yeah it's like 20 uh, 26 hours 
But you like got to think like they, that's actually it's less because your game's going to be flying. three hours. Yeah. Two, three hours. So, and then you have the flight. So yeah, it, it, I would expect them to be um, a little tired, but I don't, I don't know if you, I don't know if you set anybody against the heat at an, at a home game. That's a big game. It's the, the fact that it's home. Yeah. The, and we're seven and three at home or eight and three at home. Is that. Um, I don't know that exactly off the top of my head. Um, by the way, eight, eight, and uh, eight and two at home. By the way, uh, we have yeah. some of our guys in the in the chat. Black Lives Matter always, uh, dude. He is our our best chatter. Uh, but we have some new people that have not seen before, um, and that is Rebecca Jackson. Welcome, uh, Chris and Nate. Uh, Nate's been in the wrong app the whole night, and so he's just now joining us here in this chat. Um, that's uh, that's Nate for you. He's our other co-host. Um, <laughs> Yeah, eight and two at home. I, I'm curious. I don't think that they'll set Ja or anybody else against the Pistons. I don't think you can afford. I don't think you can afford to lose a game like that. I think you have to play this game as is. And I think you have to go win the game in Detroit before you think about possibly sitting somebody. But at that point, why are we sitting somebody? Especially this early in the yeah. season, um, we're about to get some some help back. And so I don't know why in the world we would decide to sit somebody now. So. Uh, do you think well, they said the, anybody at all? No. Okay. With the West being, I mean, God, the West is so it's 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 a dogfight. I mean, I think I read what, the, the Lakers are three games back from the four seed now. Like it, it's yeah. just so close. I just don't think we can. Uh, why would we take our foot off the gas if we don't need you? No, I no, I agree completely. And especially if if everybody's healthy for the most part, I don't know why you would. So. Um, yeah, just breaking it down, um, looking at, looking at the Pistons, I think that that is a definitely a winnable game. I would imagine, let's see, you have a three point swing for home. Grizzlies should win by four. So I guess that game's probably going to be, we'll say the, the, the line's probably going to be at six and a half. I'd imagine I got really close with the, um, I got. I said four and a half, and I think it was five for the uh, five. five or five and a half for the for the game tonight. So I would say six and a half on the road against the Pistons. That's probably a good line. Um, I, I think they're going to be picked to win, honestly. And I think that it. I I, I bet the Grizzlies are. Uh, I bet to pick them. I bet Grizzlies could be favored by one at home against the Heat. Like I, mm. I really do think that, which is which is nuts though, just because they're eight and two at home. They play well, yeah, and they have yeah, Dylan, they who's who's projected to be uh, one of the he's he's right now statistically one of the best defenders in the league. So let's let's do let's end this because I, I think we're split. If we get a split against the Pistons and the Heat, no matter who you win and no matter who you lose against, I think everybody's happy for the most part. Outside of maybe Job missing seventeen more free throws and pissing everybody else <laughs> off and pissing myself off, um, I think that um, I think that we feel you know, comfortable. Um, and unfortunately, Chris, you're going to have, uh, you're going to have Steve-O wrap up Bam. Put Bam in a uh, hot pocket, buddy. He's not going to do anything that night. Um, put him in, you know, the, the hot pocket sleeve? I think that's what yeah. Steve-O does. He, he's going to get all these players. He starts putting them in the hot pocket sleeves. And so they just like, they're warm. They're warm inside and they feel good, but they ain't yeah. doing nothing. They ain't doing nothing. <laughs> all right, I, lo- I love it. <laughs> I love it, and I want a hot pocket now. It's yeah, great. Well, well, when you're growing up poor, all you eat is bagel bites and hot pockets. That's all I had. We, I got to damn, eat half a hot right. pocket. It was great. Um, all right, let's talk, <laughs> talk about two of our guys real quick, and then we're going to end this. I don't want to be here too long. Um, I do want to talk about Jaron, but also Dylan. So let's let's start with Dylan first, because Dylan is obviously uh, – are you wearing his jersey right now? No, no, no. Uh, this is uh, Jaron. Trips? All right, good. We'll end on trip. Uh, I got, so I Dylan. got Dylan. Dylan's dirty. You're a big Dylan fan. Okay, let's talk about it real quick. Dylan playing right now as he is, are you okay with that for the rest of the season? Yes. All right. What can change for you to make you not okay? Like what adjustments? Is it if it's more shooting, is that not good? Is it? his defense falls off, but his shooting stays as it is. Is that fine? Like, is it the assist, the rebounds? Like if he doesn't stay as is something changes, 
What change? What change could actually make you not be a fan of Dylan to be a good fit for this team? Uh, the assist numbers. Those. Those. That's the number for me that I think is really interesting to track with him and just to I'm gonna pull his games up really fast. Like just to go back and look at the games where he has at least four or more assists. He takes the time to choose his shots better. It's just his games are more complete when he's sharing the ball. Um so yeah and I so, think okay. the, go ahead go ahead go ahead. No no you 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 go first. I was gonna say what he's doing assist wise is nothing special. Okay, I and, I'm, and I and I'm not I'm not saying that he's not special and what his assists are 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 great. His assists are not getting people open. His assists aren't doing things such as like Stevo, when he has the ball, a quick move, dish down to the paint, straight up to the rim. Right, those kind of assists, creation, doing things. When Dylan gets an assist. Dylan's going to work, going to work, and then he kicks it out and somebody hits a three. Okay. I like that he's passing, but that is the difference. It's not the assist. The assist is not what he's doing. He's not creating for someone else. All he's doing is head down, basketball, basketball, dribble, 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 force, force, force. It's not there. He kicks. Okay. I'm not, normally Dylan would have never kicked ever. Mm. So the fact that he's kicking, I do like. But he, he is not doing the assist what a normal person that is is doing the assist. So I don't want to say it's not the assist because it is the assist. But the reason it's the assist is because he's actually understanding this isn't a good shot I'm about to play uh, take or a good play. I'm kicking it out because it's the right play to do. And if it's that yeah. type of basketball, I'm okay with it. it it's if the if 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 he is linking okay. them together in his head, I am here. Maybe I'm just projecting that he's connected the two because it's like you said, if he is realizing the shot's not there and kicking it out, yeah, that's what I want to see every single time. Yeah. But if he stops kicking it out and in turn just starts throwing every single thing up without looking and not giving a crap, I, I don't move on. You know, like, because that's the Dylan that has lost his playoff series, and that's the Dylan that has tanked our season before. Yeah. Yeah, I think the magic number's around probably 14 shots. Um, uh, Having looked at what he shot tonight, um, what are we on the final right here? All right, final book. He took, his name? 16 shots. Okay. Uh, Yeah, without Bane, I'm fine with 16. But when they come back, 12 to 14 is, is where I wanted to live. And honestly, Ja took 28 shots, and he had 28 points, like, if we want to, if we want to point fingers, we can point that at Ja too. Okay, I, I'm not, I'm not pointing at Dylan either. I think where he's at is fine. I just think he needs to get a little bit better quality. But honestly, sometimes the offense breaks down so bad they throw it to Dylan because they know he'll just go to work and figure something out. And yes, most of the time it's off the wrong foot and it's ugly, but it goes in. So I don't want to, I don't want to hate on him too much. And he plays his butt off defensively. Um, and I think he's more of an annoyance than he is a good defender. Uh, but hey, do what you got to do. Um, so listen, I'm fine with I'm fine with what Dylan is currently right now. I, if he if he will stay in his lane, in a sense, do the hard work, the stuff that nobody else wants to do, be a little crazy because this team needs somebody to be a little crazy. We have we have Smiley Jaron, that's fine. We have Smiley Jaw who things he's taken for granted a lot taken for granted a lot in life and you know whatever and he uses that as fuel that's fine we need a little crazy we need a little steve-o you know pushing around people we need that on this team to be good and honestly you're not going to find that if you go out make a trade or find somebody else okay you're just Mm -hmm. not you're not going to find a dylan somebody that can knock down threes and play really good defensively they just won't give those guys away and so if dylan can just keep molding into that player he can get paid and he can get paid for a long time. And so if he will stay in that, stay in that mold, I think he'll be a really good, good player for this team. There's a reason it took the Grizzlies so long to find a guy like that. It's because those guys don't hit free agency, you know, like those guys that can, you know, he's finally coming around to what we 
I mean, I guess what we imagined we were getting when we drafted him from, yeah. but it's just, it's just, uh, I, it's nice to hopefully see it all, all of it finally clicking for him. Yeah. Hopefully we haven't seen hopefully. that. Hopefully. Yeah, that's your <laughs> all right. Let's end on Jaren. You're wearing his Jersey. Why not? I uh, don't want to be here too much longer. So we got to get out of here, but Jaron Jackson jr. All right. Yeah. What's his stat line tonight? Let's go ahead and call it out for him. Uh, 22 points. Uh, and if you if you are part of a uh, of people that follow the Grizz lead, you're welcome. Uh, I put out a tweet when he didn't score in the first quarter. Please hammer or kill, crush, whatever. The over 12 and a half points uh, when he went out of the game with, I think it was eight minutes or I think it was four minutes left to go uh, in that first quarter. His number was down to 12 and a half points. Uh, I, I do believe he hit it. Okay. He went over the 12 and a half. I already had him at over uh, 15 and a half. Uh, and so he ended up with 22 points, uh, nine rebounds. What was it? Four block shots, one steal. One steal. Three pointers, two five. of five from three pointers. I, I hate how this reads, these books. Um, so we get the books on the very end of the game, and the way it's out is just not your normal stuff. Um, so sometimes I struggle with that. But yet, uh, but you know the number one the number one uh, thing I've been cashing on every single game, thanks to Ryan, our other guy, Jaron Jackson Jr. How many assists did Jaron have tonight? Do you know without looking? Without looking, you're looking. <laughs> well, I looked, and it's just it's like a freaking bullseye in the middle of the screen because it's a big whopping zero. <laughs> it's like so right I don't know how middle. many I don't know how many games it is. I can try to pull it up. Um, I don't think it'll. Uh, yeah, won't allow me to see his games anymore. Uh, but yeah, so it used to be like plus one eighty, and then it fell to like plus one sixty, one forty, one twenty, and now tonight it was like plus a hundred for him to have zero assists an entire game, zero. <laughs> Zero. He's this is I, I know it's six games in a row because I've cashed every single time. He's had zero, zero. six games in a row. He's only he's only done it twice. Uh, I'm sorry. So this is seventh game of the year. So it's yes, I'm yes. Sorry, so it's five. So he had one the first game and then five in a row. He's not. Yeah, it's been great. So he's only cashed one time this year uh, or had one assist the whole year, I think. Anyway, my math is probably wrong, I'm almost certain. Yeah, it's it's so bad, but. But Jaron, um, what have you? What did you see out of him tonight that you liked the most? Um, just the he's you 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 were saying you said it the last time we talked. He's grown into his man body, yep. and something about uh, my little brother. I, I say little. He's uh he just turned or he's about to turn twenty twenty one. Uh, he's six foot five and like two ten. He emasculates me in every possible way. When 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 you get into your like man body and realize what you can do with that, you kind of just take control of whatever space you're in. And watching Jaron do that, like just going up and timing his blocks and timing the like you call him his go-go gadget arms, like timing yeah. when he's, when he's like clogging the lane. It's just like, he's aware of his place, like his spatial awareness now. Yeah. And he is exerting that onto everyone and, and fearlessly doing it. And it's just really cool to watch and not fouling as much in the process too, which yes. is something that I never thought he would, he would, he would lose, you know, like that was his biggest knock on him. I feel like has been the fouling. And I feel like there's kind of crickets on that front, Yeah, you know, in, in terms of what? the fan chatter, like, yeah, he's just so not I, fouling I, as much. He's not. And the reason is, and I point this out, I think it was last year during the middle of the season, what he was also doing a lot of times is he was getting his hands down. And I mean, if you can't see me on video, I'm, your hands down into somebody's like belly region, whatever, where the ball would be normally if you're holding a ball. Um, so he was always having, having his hands down. But if you watch him now when he's guarding and he's playing defense, his hands are normally up for the reason is, is because one, he's long, he, he's huge, right? And he's getting those block shots. But the reason is, is because there's nothing happening below your chin. You can't shoot the ball. There's nothing that really matters besides getting steals and he is not going to be that guy he's not going to be the guy who's going to take cookies from people he's just not so he gets his hands up and you actually create a bigger you know span you know with your arms and you can get more deflections and you can get more steals that way and if you see him now when he's playing defense 
he's actually going wider and higher with his hands, thus creating a bigger spot, uh, which has been really nice to see that this year. But it's also uh, taken away some of his fouls. And so uh, usually when you're a bigger guy, you know, and I always teach, you know, play play bigger than you actually are because then you actually will create a bigger space for you and it'll be harder to guard against you. You don't have to block shots. You don't have to block shots for people to think you can block shots. You just have to <laughs> potentially – if you block a shot here and there, people think you block shots. I promise. Your hands up will actually – they already think you block shots. So you trying to block is only going to do one one or two things. You're going to foul or you're going to block the shot. So why not go ahead and take that to your advantage of them thinking you're going to block their shot, but then actually playing good defense and getting to play the game longer in a sense. And he had eight points at halftime. He ended up with 22 points. Those are the biggest things. He's not fouling, and after the halftime – I promise you, take his points. He is being a very good second-half scorer, and that's one of the biggest things that he's changed in his game. And I I don't know. I, I, I think if he keeps up with 20 points, I'm going to ask you this question, okay? 20 points a game, mm-hmm. let's say averages two blocks. Is uh, What's he averaging right now on rebounds? Um, real quick. And by the way, is I was six? right. Out of the – out of the seven games he's played this year, is that right? Seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Tonight games. He's had one. Seven. He ha- he's had one assist. Okay, just so we're aware. Um, God, that's on the bad. Year. So he's averaging six point eight rebounds a game, twenty points, six point eight rebounds a game, and his whopping point two assist. That probably you know needle in the haystack. Probably, or I'm sorry, straw that breaks breaks the camel's back there to get him into the All Star game. Right, the point three assist. blocks a game though, right? Uh, I'm not see. I don't know. I'm not looking at his full stats. So let's say that is 20, 20 points, six rebounds, six, seven rebounds, three blocks a game. Does that put him into all-star at least all-star conversation? We'll start there. Uh, yes, I think so. And I also, it, I think it will be dependent on if the Grizzlies are sitting with one of the top three best records in the West. I think if we're in the top three seeds, um, and if we continue this homestand, I think we have to be taken seriously and you have to have at least two, two, three all-stars in the conversation. Maybe not voted to the game, but I think if Bain comes back and continues what he was doing, Trip, Bain, and Jaw, all three will be in the conversation. Okay. I, listen, I, I think the conversation for sure. Okay. Yes, I, I don't. I think the West is loaded. I, I don't. I, mean, I don't. I don't. Not in the forward, but in the in the forward in like the the big the big the big guys. guys. I don't. I don't think they're loaded. Well, that's why I think Bain is probably going to be one of the. If one would get left out, I think Bain will be the uh, one of the three that gets left out. Because I think, I think the and that sucks. But the guards, there's a lot of guards. There's a lot of guards. Yes, I, I think Bain. I think Bain. So. So I think the report just came out earlier today or yesterday, whatever. And Bain was one of the top. Bain and Ja were two of the top eight guards uh, that they were saying should be up for conversation of the All Star game. They should be the top eight. Um, but Jaron, I, I don't know who you would put over him. Uh, obviously, you're going to have Jokic, and yeah. you're going to have Anthony Davis, who's playing like a madman right now. Okay, Good so I, I would say for sure them. Anybody else that just sticks out to you? I know Cat, but Cat's injured, right? So let's say Cat's out for the next six weeks. He's out past Christmas into the new year. Okay, the game's in February, so he's got about a month and a half to really come back. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know who else you put over him. No, no. and then think, that's why I think that if someone doesn't make it, it's Bane. Because yeah. it's a lot easier. I think you can campaign for Jaron a lot easier to get in with just the weakness of the competition. Wow. The fact is the Grizzlies have three guys that will be in conversation to be an all-star. Okay. Obviously jaws an all-star. And I think the other two deserve it, whether they're replacement, whether their grandma puts in enough write-in votes and gets them in, (laughs) whether they have somebody from wherever that is a singer and decides to get his uh, millions of followers to get them in. I think they all are going to be in the conversation. And so uh, just like Chris said, Ja, Lucas, Steph, and Booker, lock. But I think what happens, and I know me and um, I want to say Nate talked about this. um, 
I think that they could potentially move Luca to be a front court player. And I think that's, I think that because potentially you add him in and that creates one more spot for the guards because the guards are loaded. And we're not, we're not even talking about Damian Lillard, who is just a madman as well. Or De'Aaron Fox or SGA. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're all playing so good. And honestly, just, just taking a step back and, and we're over our time already, but taking a step back and looking at the, the direction of the league, you want to talk about young players and we can include book into that SGA, Giannis, Luca, Ja, uh, who else? Um, there's, there's so many that are just taking the, taking the lead Tatum. to the next level. Tatum, Tatum is ungodly good. Like good um, Lord. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the young talent in this league is going to be awesome. And I think the difference is, and, I, and it could change, right? But these guys, I think they've seen that these players kind of grouped up. And they could later in their career, right? But right now, I think they've seen that happen. I think they all kind of know that, hey, I can be I can be a guy. I can be 12 in Memphis and be a really good player, superstar level, MVP level, make all the money that I want to here that I could in New York without the pressure of New York, without the pressure of L.A., and I think that you're seeing what Giannis did, I think it was bigger than some people realize. When Giannis signed that big contract to stay in Milwaukee, I, I think it was crazy good for our, the league in general. It changed the game. It, I mean, it, it he, he, you know, he, he planted his flag and he was like, look, I'm, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to leave. And it, it it took a superstar saying they weren't going to leave for the rest of the small market teams to feel like our superstar would do it as well. You know, and, and we and yeah. we've got one of the best who doesn't want to leave either. And, yeah, you know, I'm I'm not saying that job ja, who knows what job ja would want to do if Giannis didn't sign that extension. But I, I think Giannis staying in Milwaukee really did a lot for small market teams everywhere. Yeah. Uh, do they still have the um, the skills challenge in the all star game? I believe they do, right? Yeah, yeah, because the okay. Cavs guys, the Cavs guys won it last year. Riddle me this, Batman. Riddle me this. Dunk contest, John Morant. Oh, yeah. three point contest, Desmond Bain. Skills yeah. challenge, John Morant. I'm not John Morant. Jaron Jackson Jr. How awesome would that be? I, I, I take my money. Take my money. <laughs> I'll go. Take it. Take it. <laughs> Where is the All Star game? Do we know? I, I don't. Wait, let's look that up. Let's... Is it 2023? Uh, yeah, 2023. Uh, Anybody know, chat? Anybody know? All-Star game. Oh, Sorry. it's in Salt Lake. Oh, Nate. God. Oh, Nate. 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 <laughs> it's an orange mound. Um, <laughs> man, orange mound. Nobody coming out. February 19th, 2023. All right, Nathan, need you to be there. <laughs> need you to be there, Nathan. Um, yeah, make sure you get to the All Star game. All right, that that's all I have, man. This has been this has been great. Listen, I when before we came on here, we were just kind of just talking a little bit, going back and forth. I didn't think we'd get past twenty minutes just because of the way the game was. Um, but honestly, this is um, this has been more my fun podcast to do, just because we literally have no outline. And I love it. Yeah. We get to talk about the yeah. game. We get to talk with talk with the chat, talk with each other, and just discuss um, you know topics that come up. And I never would have talked about Dylan. I never would have talked about Jaron. Thanks to Black Lives Matter uh, for sharing that, so we could you know bring that up and just chat about it. So uh, we are a little bit over our time, but we want to make sure we uh, we wrap up the game a little bit and give a little bit of our uh, fun flavor to this. So. Uh, Luke, anything you have for this game, but also anything that you have coming out that we might need to read? Uh, I will be doing the recap from Grizzly this week. So look for that to come out on Monday. I'll just be hitting, you know, the good, the the bad, the the great, the ugly of the week. And then I'm going to be working Luke. on a piece about Coach Jenkins at some point in the future. Yep. Uh, yep. We're, um, we're excited to hear that I am. I'm going to be working a little bit alongside Luke. Uh, sharing a little bit of my direction, I think could be because that 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 Coach Jenkins piece could be really really good. Uh, I like Coach Jenkins yeah. a lot. I know a lot about him, 
Um, and uh, if you need any, like, if you want to go find out a little bit, hear a little bit more about Coach Jenkins, uh, I did interview uh, the late, great Jonathan Sharks uh, from The Ringer, uh, who recently just passed away. Uh, but we talked a lot about Coach Jenkins, and they were actually high school buddies. And so they knew each other really well. And so we were able to dive in a little bit into Coach Jenkins more and uh, about Coach Jenkins, the basketball player who is the senior captain on his team. Yeah, uh, so he's here playing cool. college. Yeah, so pretty cool, pretty cool. Uh, listened about Coach Jenkins and his high school, um, his high school playing days. Uh, but yeah, make sure you go check out, um, you know, the, the the group of guys at Grizzlyd and what they're writing is going to be good. You're going to have a lot come out through Christmas time uh, because that's always usually a time that people are looking for things to read. But also, this team's getting really good, so we're going to keep uh, keep playing. Uh, he actually did play a lot like PJ Tucker. He said um, Coach Jenkins <laughs> was more of the uh, the bruiser. I think he said, uh, but go back, go back and listen to it uh, because it was, it was really good. And uh, it was, it was one of the last, you know, at times that I spoke with, uh, with, with sharks. Um, it was really good. Uh, but yes, those are, those are fun. Also a lot of um, interviews I'm going to be doing. I've already have two that are lined up that I've already shared uh, the other ones I'm working on, uh, but we're going to be recording those here shortly. Uh, I know it's going to be Jamie Dixon all about uh, Steven Adams. We've already done Desmond Bain with Jamie Dixon, who is the head coach at TCU, who is the head coach at Pittsburgh, at Pitt when uh, Stephen Adams was there. Uh, so all our Kiwi friends can make sure you check out that. Uh, but then also John Kaufman of Purdue Fort Wayne. Um, he was the uh, John Conchar's coach. Uh, and so we're going to talk a little bit more about Conchar. And, and honestly, the conversation we had a year ago is totally different than the conversation we're having right now about John Conchar. The growth that he's shown that he's shown um has been crazy good and so excited to talk about him uh, to him again uh but then i have two or three others lined up right now that we should be uh that we should be honestly uh, narrowing in this week is my my goal is to go ahead and lock those dates and everything down so uh, but that's all we have uh it, it's been a great night uh, it's been fun um i think my wife is uh, getting ready to go to bed so uh, i better hurry up and run so uh if we have anything else i don't you don't we're good to go the main main thing we want to share be nice and tell your friends <laughs>